I, I wanted to ask, did you hear that really disrespectful thing that happened in your game at the end? No. At the end of the game, when they were lined up in victory formation, Jordan Love went, ready, here we go. And then Uh-huh. I Oh, the ball. I just lost all respect for him. <laughs> That is messed I was up. I was dying. Yeah, I'll let the uh, 49ers have this one. <laughs> I just, I was wondering if that was something that popped up on your social or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for defending Jordan Love all season. <laughs> I know, what the hell? He's going to become the new Aaron Rodgers, apparently. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No One Cares About. Your disappointing season. And man, is it disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Interim Commissioner Omar. Enjoyed, as always, by your favorite co-host, Crispy. It's okay. The I'm tears just going to go can cry crash in around. the court. <laughs> uh, it's to date probably the most depressing intro we've ever done. But uh, it's been a pretty rough week, so... <laughs> Hi, uh, Yeah, be happy there's even an episode. <laughs> it's understandable, <laughs> though not unpredictable. I mean, look, I will, at least I can say that it is an applicable statement for many teams coming out of this last weekend. Some more predictable than others, some maybe more heartbreaking than others, but... Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, we can, I, I think probably the best thing is just to get right into it and we can talk about the outcome of this past wildcard weekend uh, really quickly. I know Omar thinks I sound totally normal, but I am dealing with like a weird voice thing. So if my voice cracks at any time, I apologize, but bear with me because I went, I got ordered dinner earlier and the guy looked at me like I was a weirdo. So Uh, oh, I do know it does pop every so often. <laughs> fair enough. so let's go ahead and uh, get started. Yeah, let's jump right into it. Yeah, well, luckily we don't have to start, to start with mine. So we'll start At with least Saturday. we start. At least we start <laughs> with another okay. We'll game. go chronologically. <laughs> yes. So starting with Saturday, we did have two games. In the afternoon, it was the Browns, who were the fifth seed going into the playoffs. Again, with an 11-6 and record, and they... headed to Houston to face the Texans who were the number four seed and they were 10 and seven to end the season. Mm-hmm. As we all know, Interesting. final score was 14, 45 Texans won. Yes, they did. You know what the best part of this win was? What? The fact that I was right. Ugh, I just have to say this started, this literally was the start <laughs> of the trend for the weekend, which is Omar was right. yes, yes, yes. On a, on a, and on a really interesting, like, factoid that you brought up last week was, you know, Flacco and those turnovers and how he was the highest interception, had the highest interceptions amongst quarterbacks since he started this year, specifically this season since he started with the Browns. Yeah, no, it was I like it, so when I when I brought that up, I thought it would it was like an important thing to go ahead and like make sure that we were talking about because again, the Texans defense is a lot better than most folks thought about. D'Amico Ryan's a defensive minded coach, so you you know he was going to go ahead and have some really good schemes to go ahead and put up against Flacco. I did not in a million years think that they would house both of those, but that was crazy. Just like pick six. Which is rough. And then you just 
trot back out there again and then get pick sixed again. It was like, like, ugh, brutal. So brutal. It was just interception after interception. And like, that was the thing that we were talking about was that the Texans really needed to find a way to utilize any interceptions that happen and, you know, bank on them and find a way to turn that into a score. And obviously they did. And I'm at, and like, at first, it was kind of like, oh, this is just going to go back and forth. Because it kind of was a little, even with interceptions, it, it was still like a back and forth kind of thing. Yeah, it felt like a boat race. Yep, like they were both yeah. just churning to see who was going to dominate there. Yeah, exactly. And it seemed like, oh, Flacco will, you know, whatever. He got them out. Like, it'll, and now it's just going to be back and forth between them. And it just wasn't. It was just mm-hmm. like interception after interception. And CJ Stroud was just hot. And like the team was just on it. And they definitely, you know, they did everything they needed to do and they, they benefited on all everything. And they just, yeah, not at all the matchup that we were expecting from the Browns, especially mm-hmm. with the defense, especially with how great that they were doing going into the post. I just thought it was going to be a lot closer. So a final score of 1445 was definitely not expected. I'm very happy that it was C- that, you know, that CJ Stroud did it and that the Texans were able to get that win and move on. Um, but not in the way that this went down. No, not yet. Yeah. Again, like the Texans were my pick. I, I I definitely believed that they would go ahead and at least stun one one opponent, but the the degree to which they won, like the this was a very dominant win. This was like wasn't as bad as the next game that we're gonna talk about, but these defenders were just like caught flat footed. It's like they couldn't bring people down. Like Brevin had big run, big runs. Singletary had huge runs. Like they were just the, the this offense was humming and dominating. Like pretty much the the second half on. Like it, it honestly, like maybe maybe even a little bit before before the the beginning of the second half. Like they like after that first quarter. Like it was all it was all Texans, all Texans <laughs> all the time, and it was it's really good. <laughs> yeah, really good I I don't think this. I don't think the Browns scored after the first half i believe the, they got 14 in the, in the maybe even the first quarter <laughs> and yeah. that was mm-hmm. it so yeah so we'll chalk this up to disappointing outcome game season number one <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for real like the browns one of many for this weekend <laughs> the browns felt like it really felt like they they had something going this year um like even with Deshaun being hurt and them like switching they they live what they they had like three different four different quarterbacks that they started this this season mm-hmm. or five different quarterbacks that started the season. I think and we said that Flacco was the fifth. Maybe? The fifth guy, yeah. Or no, like, oh, or maybe the guy that started his week eighteen he didn't play, and I think that guy was. Oh like, yes, that was the so fifth. Flacco, that was, Flacco right. was four. Flacco was number four. But still, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, but like so many different like quarterbacks, you know, um, starting and to go ahead and have the season end like this, like ugh, it's um, it's, a, it's rough, but. Like you said, it's uh, sometimes seasons end in a disappointing way. God, I really hope this doesn't get clipped. But um, but they can end in a really disappointing and uh and you know murmur, soft slow murmur, <laughs> slow murmur. Well, yeah, it wasn't the only game to definitely surprise and shock people. Um, mm-hmm. although Saturday night's game may have had less of an impact on people in actually watching, seeing as it was exclusively streamed on Peacock. Uh, which well, that just was was so dumb. I'm annoying. Sorry. So yeah, I think annoying. People were very upset. Like it's you know it's it's a playoff game. 
it's not usually is usually always on television on you know regular channels that everyone can watch and I don't know if they'll do this again I don't know if they plan on doing this again this season I can just imagine the riots if they tried to do it in the championship you know games oh. obviously they don't do it for the Super Bowl but it wasn't really a game to watch anyways so disappointing game number two uh, we have Dolphins who were the sixth seed going into the playoffs 11 and 6 for the season headed to Arrowhead to face the Chiefs who ended up being the number 3 seed with an 11 and 6 record as well final score was 7 to 26 Chiefs won again trend i was saying that will continue Omar was right yes. 21 points was the magic number only one team got close and passed it which was the Chiefs <laughs> yeah. i just yeah, i don't know what happened i mean you know, we talked last week about all the injuries that were plaguing the Dolphins um, heading into this game. So we knew it was mm-hmm. going to be, you know, rougher Rough for them, but not at all what this was like. I mean, they were just shut down. I'm not even, and to be honest, I can't, I didn't watch any of the highlights um, and I didn't watch it because I don't have Peacock. So, you know, I kind of tried to like stream it on my phone where I could, but it was not even really worth watching. I would check in, I would check the score and it was just like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but this is not the expectation at all for not the Dolphins. I mean, I just, we knew that, you know, the Dolphins have had a, like a rough couple of weeks at, out of the regular season, but not thinking that they wouldn't be able to, you know, keep in line with the Chiefs. So it's just unexpected. Yeah, this case. So real quick to doubling back on that. I, I was looking up some quick stuff. I'm doubling back on that. Um, this being the uh, streamed game only on Peacock. Peacock saw a 178% subscriber growth oh. <laughs> for this game. Oh, there like, you go. <laughs> like, like that is insane. So while I was really grossed out at the fact that this was streamed only on Peacock, like I would not be shocked if we see this continue to be a trend. Like yeah. it's really gross. It's really annoying, but it likely is the future in one way or another. Another thing is like while the scoreboard was 26 to 7, like you said, this honestly felt like this game could have easily been like a 42 to 7 game. Like the Chiefs didn't go ahead and convert on a couple of um, red zone opportunities instead of settling for field goals uh, as opposed to touchdowns. But the Dolphins got dominated. Like Tua looked so bent out of shape. That touchdown felt more like a lucky bobble that... (laughs) <laughs> that Tyreek was able to go ahead and like pull down and, and take in for a touchdown. Like Dol- Dolphins were great throughout the entire season. They were amazing mm-hmm. as far as like a fantasy team. Like if you had Tyreek Hill, you had two uh, mm-hmm. great players, put up a ton of points. Uh, but here, like in the last couple of games of the season, going into the playoffs, like they just, they did not look like a very good team. They did not look like they could play at a playoff type level, I guess. Yeah. And we talked about that in their last game with the Bills and how, you know, and that game did not go at all as expected. And Mm -mm. the expectation was definitely, I mean, like we talked about, it wasn't wasn't a great game from either teams, but definitely expected to see a bounce back from both of them. And we only saw a bounce back from one. Especially because we got Waddle back and Raheem played as well. And yeah, just, I mean, again, like I get it too, that that cold weather (laughs) is atrocious. Even yeah. though I don't know if you happen to see this, but one thing that I saw on the telecast, which I thought was super cool, was that 
Chief Stadium actually has boilers underneath their turf to go Ooh. ahead and make sure that the the turf doesn't completely freeze over. Now there's like a like one side of the end zone, it's kind of like frozen over a little bit, but most oh. of the field uh, was not frozen over. And so like the, the players were still able to make the cuts and stuff like that, which I thought was really cool. Like I thought that was super innovative um, and a really great way to make sure that we still got like a, a fun football game to watch. I mean, that's great, you know, and for, you know, for safety and whatever that also offers the players. But mm -hmm. there was like one notice that came in like before the game, I think. And they were like, oh, Tyree kills doing warm ups without a shirt on. And you're like, what is he doing? Um, yeah. But I'm sure he was the only player on the Dolphins that was able or willing to do that but it was freaking cold you like yeah. from what you could see I think they did like 30 minutes on TV before they cut off the broadcast on regular channels and it was yeah every there's a smoke coming out of everyone's mouths from you know their breathing temp what their body temperature was versus the outside and you got I mean yeah you're there the play players are warm when they're running around but you know the moment that you're switching the offense sits down or the defense sits down like that's just got to be cold so cold yeah. I feel so bad <laughs> and I'm sh I'm, hopefully that didn't play too much into it. But if it did, I mean, those like we talked about last week, like those are the things you have to think about going into mm -hmm. the playoffs because you just don't know where you're going to play and you can't predict what's going to happen. So you mm -hmm. need to be able to play in all weather. And but yeah, yeah I think, it, you know, it's definitely more than just that for the Dolphins. They just, you know, weren't firing on all cylinders. They were the way they had been throughout most of the season. Um, you know, we did see their struggles throughout the season, but for the most part, they were pretty great. And yeah, it's just this does not was also not their this was not their year. So no, no, definitely like I, again, like I, I I didn't think they got out schemed. I honestly just think they got they got outplayed. Like yeah. um, defensively, they they just weren't keeping up. Rishi Rice also made some like tremendous catches. You know. Even though he had a couple of drops, like Travis Kelsey also came up with some big time plays. So all in all, they 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 honestly just got outplayed. Like the and again, while the Chiefs have not been an amazing team this year, um, both on the fantasy scorecard um, <laughs> and in general, that this is playoff football and they play at a different level. And you know you you can't count them out. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is is him. Like he is definitely that guy that's going to go ahead and do absolutely everything you can to carry your team you know into the super bowl yeah i mean that's what we said what we also mentioned last week was the chiefs definitely had health on their side uh, yeah. going into these playoffs they you know yeah rested and healthy nobody's dealing with any oh i mean they obviously have players dealing with injuries but you know n nobody major like you don't have mahomes dealing with an ankle injury that you know affects his mobility which is such an important part of his style of playing and being a quarterback and that's probably one of his biggest strengths is his just ability to move around and twist and do all these weird things sometimes that you're just like just play normal football but it works for him you know yeah. and like you said that makes him the guy like he you know he's super talented there's no there's there's no putting that down at all and you know Tra Travis Kelsey is a big part of what makes him successful and it's always really good for him to have him be out there healthy so the key, the key components of that offense was ready to go. And, um, you know, the Dolphins just didn't have that same health side of it mm -hmm. going in. So different yeah, no, reasons, everything we've said. Um, like I said, disappointing game, disappointing season, number two for the mm -hmm. Dolphins. So hopefully they can bounce back 
work on the strengths that they have and we'll see hopefully they can have a better stronger season throughout and hopefully a stronger turnout in the playoffs next year and then heading into sunday originally there were three games that were scheduled um the morning game which was the steelers and the bills did get moved to monday so we'll come back around to that Um, but heading into the afternoon on sunday where the packers coming in god Coming into the playoffs <laughs> as the seven seed, nine and eight record, played played in Dallas. To... By the way, one thing that I wanted to point out was the fact that you wanted this team not to be in the playoffs so bad. You talked about how talk talked two weeks ago about how it should just end right here. It should just be these six teams that get to go ahead and play, and not the Packers. I knew what I was talking about. I knew what I was <laughs> talking. About. They heard you. They heard you. Jordan Love uh, kept the receipt. And I've been on his side all season. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> Packers came to Dallas to face the Cowboys, who ended up with that number two seed, uh, ending their season 12-5. and five. Final score, which at least looks better on paper than what the actual game started as, but it was 48-32. <laughs> Packers won. The, this score is not in any way indicative of the way that game was. That was a lot of empty calorie Dak getting... Those yeah, TDs I mean, at the, end, at the, the end. thing the thing is, is that the Cowboys got it together the end of the third quarter, and it was just too little, yeah. too late. I, no, it was actually more like towards. I feel like the mid of the fourth quarter because they strung even even later. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. I was I was sitting on the couch, uh, and Jimmy was next to me, and I was like, I don't know how much more of the second watch. If you finish the watched, entire game, I'm proud of I you. I watched. I watched the whole thing. I never uh, left. I, I threatened to leave. I mean, especially when it was like, I don't know, it was like 32-0 or something or whatever it was. Uh, was It was, yeah, it was rough. It was a hard time being a Cowboys fan on Sunday afternoon. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of like halfway through. It was like, all right, let's see how bad this can really get. And, you know, like I said, the the final score is definitely a better showing than what that game was. But at the same time, they did get it together. And there are other teams during uh, throughout this weekend that's two we've already talked about who could not get anything together and mm-hmm. so at least i can be i can be proud of them for that even though i'm pissed off at many of them at the moment um <laughs> and will probably be pissed off until week one so yeah you <laughs> you have every right to be wildly upset with this team because yeah they did not show up for this game in the way they should have like Mm-mm. The defense was abysmal. Either way, I am chalking this up to now the Omar curse, uh, because with only a 24.5% chance of winning, you took them. And you said if you wanted to see a blowout, first half of the game definitely was. <laughs> and my anger has only been reinvigorated because today we got this news that McCarthy will not be getting fired. So I may... I may have to boycott the Cowboys until he's gone. You should definitely not boycott the Cowboys for fantasy <laughs> because during the regular season, they do fine. They're going to get you 12 wins and possibly into the playoffs. This, uh, Yeah, this was this game was tough. Like, I I did not think I was going to be like when we made those predictions yesterday or last week around this game, how we talked about there it being a blowout. And and the Packers winning, I thought I was going to get one of those right. I did not in any <laughs> shape or form 
think I was going to get both of those predictions right, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. You know, I read I read I read Jerry Jones statement um, about, you know, McCarthy staying. And yet he makes some good points in that, yeah. like, when you look at the NFC East, especially um, and the shakeups that are about to happen, there's, you know, there's going to be shakeups in in for the Giants. There's going to be major shakeups for the commanders. Um, they haven't been announced yet, but definitely bet on there being some shakeups in With Philly, Philadelphia, and, or maybe not. Maybe they'll take the same approach, but I don't I can't imagine. I think Philadelphia is way more heartless than Dallas is. And so he makes some good points that, you know, consistency and continuing to grow what we have is the most important thing. And he's not wrong in that, like, the team did play very strongly and and if we can build on that, then we should have more success next season. So, you know, if the goal is to try and build on what we already have and not disrupt it too much, then sure, I can I can see that. It's definitely it's you know, it's gonna be hard and you know, McCarthy's on is gonna be into his last year this next season. Um, so every I mean it's all on the line for him. So at least I can bank on if it's another bad season, he is one hundred percent gone after next year. He knows it. I'm sure everybody knows it. One silver but, lining. Second silver lining is I don't have to deal with Bill Belichick coming to Dallas. <laughs> Last thing I'll say, which is just so funny, um, you know, they're talking about I think they talked to him some point after the game and I think they asked him about McCarthy and he said <laughs> that um, something along the lines of like, oh, well, if you're going to like question McCarthy, then you should be questioning me too. And there was a <laughs> comment and someone was like, oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> we are. But uh so yeah, disappointing season <laughs> number three. <laughs> <laughs> and moving into Sunday night football was finally uh the first great game of the weekend. Uh maybe the yeah. only great game of the weekend. <laughs> uh so we had the Rams who were the sixth seed with a ten and seven record headed to Detroit, ended up being the third seed and ended their season twelve and five. Final score was 23 to 24, and it went to the Lions, which is, you know, really exciting for them. I, I know you kind of said it best last week when you're saying them, it just kind of depends on who's going to be the more complete team. And there was a big question mark on whether Sam Laporta was going to play. Um, he did end up playing. And I think exactly how you phrased it, the more complete team won. Yeah, the more and complete offensive. Also, like... I'm pretty sure Matt Stafford had a concussion. That was so I like the Lions got bailed out by the Rams a couple of times in this game. Mm -hmm. That was definitely one of the big spots where they were because that that definitely should have been roughing the passer. Um, and that was a crazy hit. Like Matt Stafford yeah. definitely looked like he was, you know, bunching up the fingers. Yeah, eye and like his like... his eyes were wide, his mouth yeah. was wide, and it was and it mm -hmm. lasted a few seconds, and it was just kind yep. of like one. It felt like at first it was like, oh god, like this is the end of this game then because he's going to be out and yeah, that's Carson, Carson Wentz is going to win. Come in, no, no. that's like that game is yeah, over. With. Just concede. Um, yeah. and then they took him out, and then it was really interesting. Because they ended up calling Puka out, and then Puka came back in, and then they made a big old show about, oh, oh we need to pull back. Puka back out. Yeah. And I yeah. turned to Jimmy. We were watching the game because he's a Rams fan, and mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, I bet you everything that they just made a big showing about Puka to make up for the fact of how bad that look, that hit looked on Stafford. 
Mm-hmm. And just to be like, oh no, we're checking and we're like looking out for everybody. And it's like, no, it was, it was, and it was such a weird way to do it. Cause I've never seen yeah. them call a player who's already back on the field, who obviously had already been in the medical tent. Everybody knew he had been in the medical tent and was being checked. And for him to already like come back and they're like, oh no, we need to stop this. And he needs to go back. And they're like, no, he was checked. No, it was, like, this, it yeah, was this fine. whole televised moment of like <laughs> awkward weirdness of like, this seems like kind of stagey yeah but yeah i definitely think that that played a huge part i hope stafford's okay and i don't know if they'll tell us he had a concussion or not at this point i don't think there's any any denying that he did coming out of that game um but either regardless i you know i hope he's okay and 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 that is you know it was a mild one at the very least but that definitely i think played a, a, a big deal and i think he ended up banging his hand too if i remember uh, correctly. well he, it definitely looked like his like he took like a giant chest bruise at least because he was totally like you know hugging himself and like yeah and, and um and like wincing in pain as he was trotting off during that during that um yeah during I, that can't remember, I can't remember if it was this game or another game where um they were like bleeding on their hand i thought it was him it could have been one of the other games this um this past weekend but and, like real quick when it comes to matt stafford like that man is one of the like apex warriors <laughs> when it comes to football players uh, again one of the things that we talked about last week was the fact that the rams have the better quarterback um mm-hmm. stafford definitely displayed that i again i think the lions just did a really great job uh, of being able to march down the field and get points quickly you know they, they were up they got those 21 points up quickly uh whereas the rams were you know came what they went up three then they got the touchdown and they had to settle for three again. So I think that was a big component as to why they were able to go ahead and eke out that win was just how well they played at the beginning because Stafford was, you know, warming up. He was doing his best to go ahead and keep the team, the Rams in the game, um, you know, cook, cook as much as he could. But again, just bouncing back from that, like, again, totally think that was a concussion. Yeah. Totally think he should have been sat for the rest of the game. I, I get that people will say, well, no, it's the playoffs. Like, it's the wild card. You got to get there. Like, yeah, but you don't play uh, your quarterback through a concussion. We've seen that. Like, yeah. But yeah, if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be Stafford for sure. And that's why everything else feels so stagey because it was just like, (laughs) obviously, he's going to play through whatever (laughs) just happened. Yeah. And it's the wrong call medically, but. Um, you know, it's his decision to make and they're going to try and downplay it as much as possible. So it all made sense as to why. Um, but I think that I think that definitely made uh, had an impact on on the game and his ability and everything. And and but it, but at the end of the day, you know, it was one point game. And yeah, it was close. It was it was like I said, it was the best game of the entire season. I wouldn't say this was a disappointing end for the Rams. The Rams weren't no. doing that great this is, at the beginning. This is de- this is definitely the one game that has bubbled from from today's <laughs> title because the Rams again are supposed to be in rebuild. They're not supposed to play this well or get this far. They like if there are any Rams players available in final dynasty, you should 100% be looking to go ahead and grab some of these guys. And if the Rams defense is available, it's probably going to be a much more improved defense next year too. Unless uh, Raheem Morris picks up a, a head coaching job, then it might be a little iffy, but even then Sean McVay just does a really good job of picking fantastic coordinators and, you know, always having the the, the, the team humming. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, definitely not a disappointing end at all to the Rams season. I think they played really well this season. They were able to obviously 
go ahead and make the the surge late. And I'm really happy for Detroit. Like yeah, Detroit getting yeah. this playoff win. That that Eminem hype video was amazing. And yeah. He's, and I love him. <laughs> so it's hard to like it's definitely hard. There's like there's no like bad feelings about this win for the Lions at all. Like we've been really supportive of them this entire season. It wasn't that I didn't want them to win. I just wanted the Stafford win in this matchup. But, you know, whatever. They'll play again. They'll come back to Detroit. He can get his revenge. (laughs) These teams were, those fans are so rude. I mean, it's fine. Everyone does it. It's like kind of in jest because, you know, they just really want the win and you can't really hold it against them at all. But no, it was congratulations to the Lions and exciting to see next week. And we'll talk about their their matchup coming up because I'm I'm actually excited for it. So, uh, but we still had two more games left this last weekend. Uh, ended up being both on Monday. The Bills Steelers game did move to Monday afternoon. Actually, I knew it moved to Monday, and I didn't know what time it moved to. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, I was getting the, notifications, and I was like, like, "Wait, 1:15? Yeah, was like I was a, like, "Oh, <laughs> this game was on." <laughs> Yeah. So it was the Steelers who ended up being the seventh seed, were ten and seven uh, to end their season, and then the Bills did get that number two seed and ended their season eleven six. It was moved due to the snow, um, mm-hmm. although that did not lessen the amount of snow. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my favorite shots were of the Bills fans celebrating and just throwing snowballs in the air and at each other. It was really <laughs> funny to see. <laughs> Yeah, like the, they look like fireworks, right? Like, I was, yeah. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> I was like, everybody needs something like that. It's awesome. Yeah, as long as they're not throwing uh, them at the players. That, that was no, yeah, exactly. No one wants to be rude. Um, yeah. But yeah, final score there was 17-31. Bills won. And we'll move on to the divisional matchups. I know you mentioned uh, Josh Allen was due a peak game. I mm-hmm. don't know whether or not this was the peak we're, of it we're definitely on the upward swing we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely on the upward swing well it's if really he's on good. the upward swings that means there's a down coming soon so oh, I, yeah so <laughs> uh, again so he's got hopefully we're on the upward swing he's gonna hit the apex in this chiefs game so he can finally get that monkey off his back and beat patrick <laughs> mahomes in a playoff game and then we'll see if it's enough to go ahead and beat the baltimore ravens or not it well again predicting that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win and then uh, Super Bowl, Super, uh, but but not win that Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say about this game is that I, I don't think the Steelers quite had it in them to make the comeback that they needed. But yeah. I will say that they were showing signs of it and the Bills were definitely helping. <laughs> so those are still the concerns of the Bills in that, you know, the Steelers actually being the seventh seed team that they're expected to be, um, we're not expected to win. But there was a point in the game where it did kind of feel like, whoa, is Mike Tomlin going to actually pull this off? Um, obviously, it didn't happen, and the Bills did end up securing a bigger uh, lead. But yeah, the, it's this you know the same concerns with the Bills. It's just they they give these opportunities to a team, and if a team is able to capitalize on that, and in this in this situation, the Steelers weren't totally capable. They they have their own woes on their own team, even though they ended up ten and seven. But yeah, that I, that's the Bills can't do 
can't be making these same mistakes that they have been making. They made them with the Dolphins too, but the Dolphins couldn't capitalize. Made it with the Steelers. Steelers were a little bit shockingly stronger than the Dolphins and were able to slightly capitalize, but not enough. You know, we'll talk about their matchup next week. But yeah, I not a whole lot to say on this game. I think everything kind of went as planned, but mm-hmm. the Bills are still showing where they have their weaknesses and where they need to really get it together if they want to overcome uh, this yeah. next matchup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it more in the next segment, but um, but yeah, they, there's definitely still opportunity to go ahead and clean up games and obviously protect the ball more. It was it was a really good Josh Allen performance. So it was it was a better one, enough. and James yeah. Cook was involved, and it's what I've been saying too. So overall, it it was you know a good showing for them, and like we we're saying, they didn't have Gabe Davis, and he was finally able to find that reconnection with Stefan Diggs when they needed it. Mm. So that was also a big thing that we were looking for in this game. And that definitely, uh, definitely was there and it definitely, you know, played into them being successful this week, this past week. So got to do it again next week. And we'll talk to you about it in a bit. Last mm-hmm. game left. The one thing that brought me joy after coming out of Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> even though you thought they were going to win. Yeah. I mean, uh, by the time it got to Monday night, I was like, you know what? At this point, I've been wrong about everything. Please just let me be wrong about this. <laughs> so we had the Eagles ended up in the fifth seed, managed to be 11 and six, despite their awful end to their the second half of their season. Uh, mm-hmm. Ended up going to Tampa Bay to face Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, who were the number four seed with a nine and eight record. Final score was nine. 32 Buccaneers and there was a safety. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was. And not not a Lamar Jackson type safety, a straight dumb so safety. Yeah, so, with intentional it, grounding thrown into yeah. it. Uh, this game was so disapp- like it was honestly kind of gross to watch because <laughs> the so Eagles bad. were so bad. Like they were they couldn't tackle to save their life it's like it's like literally like everybody on that eagles defense was just like you know what we're not gonna win and even if we did we probably would get smoked so let's just go ahead and make business decisions and not hurt ourselves Mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and um go to cancun uh, in the best health that we can go to cancun like except that they started having players like drop and it was just like cool you're gonna just take out the rest of your players too while you're at it it was so like i like if i were an eagles fan i like nick sirianni got popcorn thrown at him by an eagles fan and oh. i'm not mad at that eagles fan like it's like i get it i'd be pissed be yeah. like yo what the f-? like really like i mean devonta smith had a couple of like um of good catches like devonta, devonta smith was definitely smith trying was, like was the highlight of but, that yeah. game he but, is Really good. They, he really stepped yeah. up when nobody else was stepping up. AJ Brown did not play, end up playing. End up playing. Uh, yeah, he was out. AJ Brown also deleted all Eagles stuff from his Instagram before yep. the game even happened. This was like on Friday, mm-hmm. I think. So yeah, scrubbed his scrubbed his uh, crazy stuff socials. happening over there in Philly and in that locker room. No clue. Um, I d- did want to touch on this because I did talk about it. Or mention it last week and I don't I'm not good at math anymore so I had to write it out but I did say remember when the Eagles were 10 and 1 yeah so I wanted to take a quick look quick look at their record for the whole season uh, or their record for the first half of the season this was before week 10 they were 8 and 1 
Um, they did end up then winning week 11 and 12. Uh, their bye week was week 10. So that's kind of why I chose that as that kind of made the most sense as the halfway. Um, mm -hmm. But so, yeah, so they went on to week week 11 and week 12. So that put them at 10 and one. So going into their bye, they're eight and one. They come back from their bye and they win two more. Um, but they mm -hmm. lost to the Jets week six. So that was the one that they that they did lose in that first half. They come back from the bye. And like I said, they won week 11 and week 12, which put them at 10 and one. But their record for the second half of their season was three and five. Mm -hmm. So besides those two wins that put them at 10 and one, they then lost to the 49ers week 13, lost to the Cowboys week 14, lost to the Seahawks week 15, lost to the Cardinals 17 and the Giants 18. So and in, all, in all honesty, they probably should have lost the earlier game to the Giants, which yeah, would have and, the them and two, both and both six, games yeah. to the commanders. Yeah. Those two games with the commanders were stupid close for a fan base and for the NFL and for everyone who was saying, oh, this is the number one team in the league. They're 10 and one. And it was like, but are you looking at these wins? And again, we've, I've talked about it and it's they And cause everyone says, you know, a good quarterback finds a way to win. And it's like, sure. You find a way to win against a team that is hard to beat, not against teams that you should be crushing because you're 10 and one and supposed to be the number one team in the entire league. So the issues with the Eagles were showing, I think, even in the first half of the season when you really look at those games, yep. or at least the divisional games. But yeah, with a second half record of three and five, this was not a team that could play in the playoffs. And mm -hmm. we saw it Monday night. Exposed. Absolutely exposed. Absolutely exposed. And I would definitely say that, you know, this they definitely take the take the cake, take the crown for a most disappointing season. Um, because I don't know how you go ten and one and then lose nine to thirty-two in the playoffs. I definitely agree that they like they they kept on getting like these like quote unquote, you know, squeaky wins, like gritty wins is what I kept on hearing a lot. It's like, oh, you know, they're just playing gritty and, and they they're finding a way to win. And it's just like ah, like like they stumbled into some of those wins and there was a lot of there was a lot of like Jalen Hurts lucking into some of those wins. Like I, I Honestly, and think so like, many uh, tush of, pushes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like so, so many like just right on the line. So I'm gonna go ahead and be able to run it in, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. it, like it was, it was not not indicative of a winning team to me. Like I honestly think like their most like kind of impressive win, I guess, was their win against Buffalo. You know, mm -hmm. where where, where Jalen made a couple of reads and and you know made some action, like took took steps to go ahead and actually like try to do, try his best to win that game. But aside from that, it was just was not. They, 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 to at least to me, just did not look like a winning team for most of the season. Again, they kept on top. The other thing too was just like their talk all season was like, "This isn't, this isn't our best version of us. Like we're gonna get better. Like we're gonna do better." Even when they were coming off of wins, which is like, okay, it's cool that you acknowledge that you're like kind of like you know getting these wins by like luck, right? Mm -hmm. But but again, it was all talk was no yeah. action there was no change like it's just bad this yeah. just this the like this was not a a good season for the eagles and, uh, no, and obviously and this this bounce this one and done indicative of that yeah it's definitely no surprise that it that they lost just didn't think it was going to be this bad like i said i i did think that if there was a chance for them to win one it was going to be this but i 
honestly, and I feel like, you know, you can't just put it on the Eagles for being bad. The Bucks also played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker looked really great. And, you know, I love that they have a player that's even called Scrappy because he's everyone says he plays Scrappy. So, no, it was great. It You know, he, he, as much as we can put it on the Eagles, like I don't want to take away from the achievement from the Buccaneers um, and just how, you know, together they had it. And I'm actually, you know, really excited to see what they can do the rest of this playoff run um, and how far they make it. Who knows? Um, maybe this is just their one, but at the very least, they looked great. So very, very happy for them and congratulations to them on their win. And we'll see them in the divisional matchups. Yes, we will. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about those games last week. <laughs> Yes, but, we did. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. We'll we'll get through this. Uh, but before we get into the matchups for this coming weekend, once again, this pesky phone is going off. Every time I like see it, just beep. It like gives me jitters. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of seizure inducing. So it's it's not like it's just like a cute little like yeah. blinking dot. It's it's almost like a flash grenade. You know. Yeah, it's so definitely yes. like a pay attention to me. Yeah. it's as as obnoxious as Ruben. So gotta <laughs> love him. Just kidding, Ruben. We love you. Thank you for calling in constantly. Hey, co-host Crispy. This is Commissioner Johnny. Uh, I thought I'd be back by now, but uh, apparently they are celebrating Arthur Smith's firing here in Japan. Uh, it happened like right when I landed and it's been like a national holiday for the past couple weeks. So I figured it'd be rude if I left early. So I'm just kind of enjoying this with them. Uh, should be back next week, though. Looks like it's kind of wrapping down. I uh, heard the pod last week. Thought you guys did a great job. But, you know, I heard some feedback from some of the listeners. They weren't really digging Omar. I heard uh, some comments go as far as the downfall of the pod. Uh, so whatever you do, try to get someone else for this week. Literally anyone else. Uh, maybe Teddy's available. I don't know. Hopefully you're doing okay. I know your, your Cowboys had a, a tough loss there against a really tough team question mark i don't know but with all this news of bill belichick maybe going to dallas uh, might be a good time for you to defect run away while you still can i'll do my best here to represent the pod as we continue our arthur smith celebrations here across pacific ocean uh but like i said i hopefully we'll see you next week bye well that wasn't uh that wasn't reuben how did that get in there was that was shocking but the japanese (laughs) definitely do know how to party (laughs) <laughs> they know they they know what to celebrate, and also for all of you, uh, uh, all of you pod naysayers. As a reminder, I went six for six on my predictions, <laughs> so I was right. Yeah, well, some of us aren't too happy about that, but that's cool. <laughs> well, no wonder that light was so blink so bright. It was our dear old Kamish uh, sending in his love from abroad. Um, but I think I see there's a second light, not as bright, less uh, seizure inducing. And this should hopefully be Ruben. <laughs> Let's see what he has to say. Crispy French fries, Omar. Hey, uh, so still no Johnny tight shorts, huh? Yeah, I guess he's uh, in Japan, probably at uh, Tokyo Disney, measuring his lightsaber against another Japanese guy. Anyway, uh, Tutty went one for five last week. Uh, God, I don't know why you guys listen to that guy. I don't know why he's even allowed on the podcast. But anyway, uh, I got to do better this week, so uh, let's get to these picks. Uh, first up, I got a money line lock uh, and an upset. 
I got the Chiefs winning in Buffalo, plus 125. Um, and the game's going to be in Buffalo, where Taylor Swift will also be upset with Travis Kelsey. Because uh, he's making her go to Buffalo. When I think she took him to Argentina or something like that, I don't know. Reminds me of uh, when I took my wife bowling for our anniversary. So, he's a good guy. Uh, I got an against the line lock. Uh, I have the Packers getting nine and a half points in Frisco. And with my luck, you're welcome, Omar. Um, Tutty's Undies special. This one's the only one that won last week. I got the Texans in Baltimore, where Lamar and C.J. Stroud will struggle in temperatures in the 20s. Uh, that's going to be under 43 and a half. Next up, I got the uh, two-team six-point sweet taser for the Chi-Chi. Got the Lions minus a half a point. So all they got to do is win at home against the Bucks. Unlike Crispy's Cowboys last week. Let's not talk about it. Uh, and then the Texans plus 15 in Baltimore. So that two-team six-point teaser, 120 bucks will win you 100 bucks. And finally, no Johnny Donkey special. This one's the Omar Bang Bang something Niner Gang Bang bet. Uh, Christian McCaffrey to have 120 rushing yards and two touchdowns. 100 bucks will win you 450. Uh, I know Green Bay has one of the worst rushing defenses in the league, so uh, I feel pretty safe about this one. So yeah, you can light that 100 bucks on fire. Uh, so those are the picks this week. Good luck uh, on your picks. We'll talk to you next week. Lock it in. He knows what's up. <laughs> well, I appreciate him at least taking some pity on me <laughs> and not rubbing that one in. But uh, look at you. You got your own bet. Yeah. <laughs> Excited. Bang, bang. Oh, God. This is about to get real obnoxious. <laughs> well, as Ruben said, We'll see how we'll see what happens. That does sound mm -hmm. like a pretty guaranteed one. That was one I could understand. Uh, was the what does he call it? His something something bang bang gang bang something <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, I think that's a fair Christian McCaffrey hundred and twenty. Um, two teddies and two touchdowns. They have to be rushing. They have to be rushing touchdowns though. So that's the only thing. That's the only thing where I'm like fifty fifty. Feel like if if it were. I wish it for like if it were any time if it were any time in a rushing I would lock it in a hundred percent. Two rushing might be I don't know, but at the same time, it's Chris McCaffrey and he is rested and raring to go. So yeah, I could see him just running across that field with nobody there to stop him. So yep. I would take that bet. I don't like to bet money, but um, I will metaphorically or figuratively <laughs> take that bet. <laughs> Well, speaking of picks and bets, we have eight teams remaining in the divisional matchups, and they start Saturday afternoon. You ready to take a look? Yep. Here we go. Let's go. Starting off on our afternoon on Saturday, we have the Red Hot Texans, who are number four seed facing the Ravens, who took that number one seed. As a reminder, they ended their season 13 and four. So pretty impressive record, best record in the entire league. Mm -hmm. Key injuries for both of these teams um, on the Texans. Noah Brown, who did play last week, was placed on IR. So this is officially ending Noah Brown's season and is a big loss 
for the Texans um, because they cannot afford to lose wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I know that the Texans did do some signings to the practice squad, so I know they're trying to fill in Brown's um, role and absence on the field, but I don't know. I mean, I don't really see CJ's jiving with someone brand new, but who knows? He's a really great quarterback, and maybe they're doing some stuff in practice that'll help alleviate some of that absence. But they also have another couple of major injuries, one of which I think we already talked about last week was Robert Woods is dealing with a hip injury and John Mechie is dealing with a foot injury. Mechie was pretty involved in the game last week, if I remember correctly. So they were both limited as of yesterday. We're recording on Wednesday. So I don't know what they did today, but I believe I did see that they were still limited. So something for so hopefully that they can um, overcome whatever these injuries are. I think Woods did play through it last week, so hopefully they can make it through because they are about to face a very monster team. Um, On the Ravens side of the ball, we have Mark Andrews, who was on IR. He's been designated to return from his ankle injury. That happened on the 12th, and he did log a full practice today. That uh, doesn't necessarily mean that he's 100%. He did say that he'll play if he thinks he'll be helpful to the offense. But if he doesn't think he can play at the level that they need him to be at, then he won't do that and I guess not compromise the gameplay. But Isaiah likely has been doing a great job of filling in with Andrews out. So I feel like put Andrews out there and if he can be there just to catch the ball and not move it across the field, like have him compliment Isaiah. Like why not have run them both? But I don't know. I actually think this is like a really great thing that Mark Andrews is doing as far as like stating specifically that if he can't play to the level that he needs to play, he won't be out there because obviously like Mark Andrews has been Lamar's security blanket his Mm -hmm. entire career. Uh, And Mark Andrews is fantastic, but I definitely don't agree with suiting him up, getting him out there because one, like he can exacerbate that ace, that, that, that that injury. Right. And then, you know, go ahead and not be available. And not just that, but again, I mean, this football, anything can happen any given Sunday, right? But my expectation is that the Ravens should win this game. And <laughs> They'll be fine him... with Adam. <laughs> I like, they've been, I mean, they... It's true, it's true. If you don't they've been, need they've him, been well it, without him, it's the same thing with, like, the Vikings. When the Vikings were doing well and Justin Jefferson was... Out. Pretty much could have come back if he needed to yeah. um, once he was, you know, designated to return... And it was kind of like, well, you don't need him right now, so why risk hurting him further? But yeah, I mean, Mark, but Mark Andrews is, you know, he's a great player, and it it would be great to see him play in the playoffs. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. Like it is the expectation. It's a sad expectation because I would love to see the Texans pull this one out. But yeah, if he can go, if he, I mean, if he could just wait until the Super Bowl, then why not? Um, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, he, like I said, he. He did log a full practice today, so it's likely he will log another full practice tomorrow. And then I doubt, I don't know if they play on, if they're going to practice on Friday, if they play on Saturday, but it does seem like he is up to bat. But yeah, if if he's not quite there, then obviously we don't want to rush it out, but it would be great to have him out there too, but they probably don't need him. What's more concerning on this injury list, I think for them is Zay Flowers. I was dealing with a calf injury and has been limited in practice, but he did practice also in full today. So hoping that that's nothing too major. And, you know, he's been fantastic in his rookie season and I really, really like him. So um, it's it. This is a hard this is a hard matchup because I really like 
but what both teams are doing. And it's great to see kind of Lamar really showing, showcasing the kind of quarterback that I think people expected him to be and has had some rough seasons and has had some injuries getting in the way. And they just have a really great looking team on both sides of the ball. Um, looking to the weather, it is going to be cold. They are going to M&T Bank Stadium, and it is going to be 26 degrees. So freezing temperatures, partly cloudy, 19 miles per hour winds. Texans are used to playing in a dome. They will be exposed mm-hmm. to the elements in Baltimore, and obviously the Ravens are accustomed to this. So it's going to suck if you're there. <laughs> Uh, the Ravens, it's gonna be obviously, cold. yeah, it's going to be real cold. The Ravens are obviously favored to win this game with 81.7% chance to win. And the spread is minus nine, which I know you explained it last week. And I think I have a better understanding of what that means now. So, <laughs> yeah, excellent. as long as they lo- don't lose by more than a touchdown. There fine. we go. Yeah. I mean, looking at this game, uh, CJ plays in a dome. I was trying to look up his record outside of a dome, but I can't find it. But again, it is it is a very cold game. It's probably the cold one of the coldest games that CJ will will play this season for sure. And again, like no no disrespect to CJ, I obviously like think very highly of him. I think he's an excellent quarterback. Um, I think the Texans offense has been amazing this year. However, this Ravens defense is on another level, especially when it comes to how they draw up their schemes. And how they really go ahead and, you know, as a quarterback, you're reading one kind of defense and then it just like breaks apart into a completely type of defense. You think that they're going to go ahead and zero blitz and then they have linebackers that go ahead and pull back at the last second. So they're in coverage and then you're just like wondering what the hell's going on. You know, the Ravens front line just rushing four has gotten like a lot of pressure and great sacks all year. So that and coupled with the fact that this offense can also play. Like Lamar Jackson has done a fantastic job leaving, leading this offense, put up some really great games. My thought process is if it becomes a boat race where, you know, both of them are just kind of like dueling back and forth, I think Lamar can keep pace or outpace CJ. And I honestly think that <clears throat> defensively, while again, I think the Texans have a great defense. And I think that D'Amico Ryans is a fantastic defensive coach I, I i just see lamar being able to eke it out so i i'm going with uh the ravens in this game yeah i was trying to take a look at who the ravens actually lost to um this last season they've been weird and, losses yeah they lost to the steelers twice yeah. and to which the... lamar has never beat by the way lamar has never beat mike tomlin That's which so is weird he has never beat mike tomlin like yeah. a couple like it's funny like a couple of the times he's been sick so that's why this he hasn't been playing one they've lost to the steelers but literally every time lamar is suited up he has not been able to beat the steelers which is a wild that's that so way. strange yeah. um yeah and then they also lost to the colts earlier in the season and the browns So, Mm -hmm. you know, we were talking big on the Browns defense last week against the Texans. And I mean, I don't know if we really put it on the Texans defense, but they didn't stop CJ. Even though, you know, two pick sixes, you got you take out the two pick sixes. And yeah, it's a little bit of a closer game, but still brings down the the score a little bit. And you can Mm -hmm. put it, you know, give some some of the Browns a little bit of um, credence in, in, you know, 
I guess, sort of doing something for CJ. But yeah, we're talking about the Ravens defense and what we're expecting out of them. And but this was the same conversation we had about the Browns and the Texans. Not to say that the Ravens are just going to implode. That's definitely not the expectation. But I I think that this percentage is maybe a little too inflated. Obviously, I, I get it. Like the expectation is the Ravens to win, but last week yeah. went went against everyone's expectations. expectations. So true. I don't know. Maybe that's just the trend of this of the playoffs that we're going to see um, this year, and who knows? But I really want the Texans to win, but I will agree with you that I think the Ravens definitely have it more put together and have consistently had it together this entire season. Um, the only reason you could probably, the only thing you'd probably point to is just they lost to the Browns, who had a great defense, and the Texans completely outplayed them. But um, they did, the Texans did play the Ravens, I think, at the beginning of the season and got blown out by the Ravens. So I think that's probably more of what. Everyone would expect. I will go with the trend and I will expect the Ravens to win this one as well. But I won't be happy about it. But it's fine, I guess. <laughs> and then we have another game on Saturday. This is the waste. This is what I think. I'll get into it, but I'm calling it a waste. We have the backers who are the seventh seed headed to San Francisco to face your 49ers. Bang, with- bang. Let's go, Niner gang. Who are the number one seed, and as a reminder to everyone, ended their season 12 and 5. Here's where I see is a waste before I get into anything else to do with this game. The Packers, yes, they beat the Cowboys in whatever fluke craziness. I don't know. But uh, they're just going to go to San Francisco and get slaughtered. So I don't see the point. I Look, I'm not going to say that. I am not because <laughs> I am not going to put that juju out there. I do not want that karma to come back to me. I am not going to agree with you on this slaughter take, okay. especially given like, uh, again, the the scheme that the Packers ran, you know, uh, last week against the Cowboys, like the way Jordan Love was playing was definitely not not what we've seen all season. Um, it was definitely like a higher level game for them. Do I expect my team to win? Yes, obviously, <laughs> I want my team to win, but I do not think that the I don't think the Niners are taking this game lightly. If this game comes down to like being a bit of a shootout, I would not be a hundred percent shocked. <laughs> Just right. I'm, I'm like I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that what you're saying is right. I'm hopeful that it's a slaughter. <laughs> like that's great. Make me feel better. I don't. But again, I mean, the W is all I care about at the end of the day. Sure, sure. <laughs> I just don't. I, it's not, and I'm not putting down the Packers at all. Like I mentioned earlier like i've been on jordan love's side this entire season and yeah i mean yeah they played well it's fine so key injuries in this matchup for the packers aj Dillon is still dealing with a neck injury he didn't play last week but aaron jones did play even though he was on that injury list um and seems great so yeah uh, no issues there and then another i don't normally talk about defensive players when it comes to injuries I will talk about uh, cornerback uh, Jair Alexander, who um, did get an had an angle injury actually going into last week, and but he I guess he got during practice, and then reaggravated it during the game. So he was definitely um, pivotal to that game. Um, picked off Dak I think a couple of times, or at least one big one that I think yep. definitely changed the tone of the entire game. 
Um, but he didn't practice today. So again, today's Wednesday. There is still some time for him to get some practice in, but I think that will be a big deal for them if they don't have him um, going into this weekend. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully he is on the field because I think that'd be super important to face the four, your 49ers. Um, and then on the yeah. 49ers side, really it's only CMC, and this is just a pass injury. He had that calf injury in week 17. Um, obviously didn't play week 18. A bunch of players were rested. But so he has had a ton of time to rest. So assuming that there is no issue, um, he should be ready to go. And should the expectation is run all over uh, the Packers. So <laughs> yes, that is that is the hope. That is the expectation. But yeah. So looking at this game, there is there is a percentage of rain, um, though apparently that has diminished over the last couple of hours. I guess. So I was mm. seeing that there was reports of like the rain being less likely, which would go mm. ahead and obviously like help make for a for a cleaner game. Yeah, because um, we're I mean, we're supposed to get rain down here, which doesn't always yeah. translate as rain up up in San Francisco. Uh, we are L.A. based. So just it doesn't surprise me that there is supposed to be some rain up there as well. But it's I mean, I went to school in the Bay Area, so it's always some type of moisture out there. So <laughs> I'm not concerned about the 49ers dealing with that at all. But yeah, it's, you know, 58 degrees weather. It's not very cold. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Wind is not very high. A little bit of a wind, but not too much. And they are exposed. So if there is any rain, there are is some concern. But Packers are coming from Green Bay. So there are no strangers yeah, to weather. So to weather. It, it, it should be fine. But, you know, it could still cause some issues. You just never know. Mm-hmm. And it might slow down CMC if it's raining. So. That's why <laughs> that we don't. That's issue. why we don't want rain. We want clear skies, or even I'll take cloudy skies. That's fine. Just no rain. <laughs> Just nice no precipitation, dry. please. No, no precipitation. Yeah. Well, um, obviously, the 49ers are favored to win this. Seventy-eight point six percent chance. Uh, minus nine and a half is the spread. I can't do math as quickly as I wish I could, but I believe that means there is a twenty-one point four percent chance that the Packers win yes. uh they did one with a 24 and a half percent chance last week so uh <laughs> a little less 21.4 percent but crazier things have happened yes they have but speaking of crazy things something that needs to be reminded of no, to you no, it... <laughs> and to the rest of the listeners uh thanks to Commissioner Johnny for Reminding us of this, we haven't talked about it, but the 49ers didn't play last week, so it's fine, is the Cousins curse. So I think a lot of people are superstitious in football. I know I am. I already trying to remember what I wore on us on <laughs> Sunday afternoon to think, damn it, I think I wore this last time they lost and I shouldn't have worn this. But it is what it is. Yeah, no, I feel you. I 100% <laughs> feel you on that. So if anyone doesn't remember, the Cousins curse is a fact backed by facts that uh no team that has lost to Kirk Cousins in the regular season and has played in the Super Bowl in the same year and therefore has not won. We did play him last year in 2023. It's 2024. So well but in the same I get season. I get it's a season it's all thing. This, it's all this it's a season thing. <laughs> Doesn't hey, hey, the facts hey, still hey, applies. Hey. There's no so, there's no year break this is, otherwise this is lawyering. This, this is lawyering, this right? Work. This is not lawyering. That's a bad use of the, of lawyering because the facts <laughs> support and yeah don't make me switch into lawyering mode. But 
yes, this, this is applicable to this playoff. So to remind just, everyone else, 49ers <laughs> lost to the Vikings and against Cousins in week seven in a 17-22 yes. loss. The Packers also lost to the Vikings with Cousins playing uh, in week the following week in week eight, a 10 to 24 loss. So what does this mean? This means that for the NFC, it should only be either the Lions or the Bucks going to the Super Bowl if the Cousins curse stands as is. Um, the AFC is actually like it. is actually open to any of the teams that are still in the playoffs because uh, they have either beat Cousins this season or didn't face them at all. So the curse does not apply to them. And even if it did to apply to any of them, they did beat uh, the Vikings. So they're fine. So, mm-hmm. but the the 49ers and the Packers are technically cousins cursed. <laughs> yeah, they're technically currently cousins cursed, which is kind of fitting that they would face each other now in the divisional round because then they're only it's one of 50-50. them. Yeah, that's yeah, true. And only one of them could make it to the championships and then their one would have to lose. Yeah. Um, if they were facing each other in the championship rounds, we could say that the curse, the cousins curse would not be would applicable. Be yeah, yeah, because one of them would go. So mm-hmm. this is something we will con- we will have to track this year. Many people are, so it's not just us. But I, uh, I don't like it. I don't. I like know it. you don't like it. I know you don't like it. And if it was, and if it was me and the Cowboys, and we had, were in the same situation, I, I, I feel <laughs> you. Um, we just have other curses that you know run rampant on our team. So, uh, <laughs> this is an interesting one. It was interesting when Johnny first told me about it earlier in the season. And, it was upsetting uh, when I first heard it earlier in the season. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a wild one. And it's crazy yeah. how far it like dates back. Like I think the cousin's curse is eleven for eleven. So it's eleven years of being accurate. I think this would then be the twelfth year, unless this is eleventh, but I think this is the twelfth year if it if it runs true. So I don't know. I don't know. I, the the 49ers could definitely win this week. Obviously I'm picking them. Obviously you're picking them. Yeah, one hundred percent. But as NFL curses say in this curse they should then <laughs> lose next week, which would no. be a wild thing because it's probably like in that situation I would take the Lions um to make it to the Super Bowl, but um we'll see. We it's will. crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy. It's a crazy I one ju- to follow. I, I'm very sorry. Like it. It's okay. <laughs> I understand. I'm all, I'm hoping that because Cousins didn't finish the season, it somehow goes ahead and like you know creates a a hedge or barrier against this curse that's that's where my logic is right now you can't be cousins cursed if cousins (laughs) didn't finish the season that's what i'm hoping for right now but he blew the viking horn week 17 (laughs) he did he did and they still lost (laughs) so he's he's still prevalent we've talked about it we said what would happen if uh cousins were just to come back and play if for some reason the vikings had made it to the playoffs and Everyone would be a okay with it. He's the he's like a national treasure for the NFL <laughs> right now. So yeah, this is super interesting. And uh, I'll have to look. I'll have to look to see the other seasons if because he's been hurt off and on. So yeah. not completing seasons, not being the starter for an entire season. But even on those seasons, the curse is applied. So yes, it has. I think it would technically still be applicable even though he didn't finish the season. But we'll. Uh, I'll try to see if I can find more information. We'll talk about it some more next week. So then heading into Sunday, we have two matchups. We have the an afternoon game, which is really a noon game. The Buccaneers, number four seed, are now facing the Detroit Lions, the number three seed. 
and they will be playing at Ford Field. Key injuries here, Baker Mayfield, who, you know, we already knew he was banged up going to the game last week. Poor guy. Had both of his ankles uh, wrapped up and is still dealing with that rib injury. But he was a full practice today. And, you know, he's obviously a trooper. And I don't think he's going to let anything but broken bones stop him. But Chris Godwin, who's dealing with a knee injury, and Chase Edmonds, who's dealing with a toe injury, did show up on the Bucks' injury list. And they both did not practice today. So that's going to be something that a team is going to have to hope both are okay and that they can have them available. Obviously, uh, Rashad White is, you know, has been playing really great, has been quietly having a really great season. Yes, he has. And uh, it's always good to have some extra wide receivers out there to help complement Mike Evans. So hopefully, um, you know, they can get it together and that they'll be healthy enough to play on Sunday. And then the Lions side, uh, Sam Laporta was still on the on the injury report, even though he did play last week. Still dealing with that in- knee injury, but he was a full practice today. And um, but they did have a wide receiver, Khalif Raymond, who is now dealing with a knee injury, and he did not practice. So Lions are a little more banked up than they were last week, but the Bucks aren't are you know just as back banged up, you could say. So both teams are dealing with a couple of side injuries that you know could affect them playing in the game. The weather, it is going to be cold. 22 degrees Fahrenheit out in Detroit. A slight chance of rain showers, 12 mile per hour winds. But there is a roof at Ford Field, so this should hopefully not affect the game in any way. But it'll still be cold. Yeah. The Lions are favored to win this matchup. I don't think that that's surprising at all. Uh, but it is decently close. So only a 62.5% chance. Uh, minus six and a half is the spread. I think that this could be a really good game and it's probably a closer matchup than I was expecting at the start of the playoffs. But having watched uh, Baker this past week on Monday, I think that they have a decent chance of beating the Lions. I do think the Lions will win. I think that they have some really a lot of special energy going on the rest of their run for this playoffs. But I could also see Baker and the Bucks just play the way they do and find a scrappy way to win. But I'm definitely still gonna go um Lions for this. But I, I think it'll be I think it'll be a good a good game at the very least. Yeah, I agree. Uh definitely gonna be a fun game to watch. I would say like again, it uh, like if we're just looking at it, both both the like the Buccaneers defense is pretty solid. Todd Bowles, great, great DC HC guy. However, again, looking at just like offense versus offense, have a more complete offense in the Lions. Uh, They have really, really great game plans, especially at the beginning of the game. I think if the Lions head into halftime with a two score lead, they will win this game. Um, Oh, yeah. I know. I know that I know that teams like even if it's just like 10 points, you know, even if it's just like a like a, you know, a, a field goal. Uh, or like a touch on a field goal, just a- anything where it's at least two possessions. I think that the Lions can go ahead and hold out and end up winning the game. So that's, I think, going to be the big key to the game is that their first quarter schemes just being something where they can go ahead and just, again, march down, score quick, you know, score on their first possession, score on their second possession, that kind of thing. If they're able to go ahead and do that, then they should be able to lock up this game. Uh, Baker's great. Baker can lead comebacks. I think he's proven that multiple times however in this instance i i just think that that would be way too much to overcome uh the the offensive firepower that the detroit lions have is just would be just too much for this team and so yeah that's my big key to the game in this game for yeah the lions. 
Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I think if the Bucks can't stay like almost toe to toe with the Lions, that there's no way that they can potentially win. I think it's I think really important for them to keep it within a possession if they fall behind at all. Um, otherwise, they would just need the Lions to completely fall Collapse. apart, which I don't see happening. <laughs> I mean, like uh, Jared Goff has that in him. He, he definitely does. He has it in him to go ahead and mess up that way. Yeah, yeah. He definitely has it in him to go ahead and 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 collapse. But again, I, I just um, I think he has a lot of weapons, a lot of a lot of places to go ahead and you know get a lot of people to get the ball to. So yeah, we'll see. No, I, I, go Lions. I I definitely agree with you there. Um, against the Bucks, the Lions definitely um, look to have the more complete team. Um, Sam Laporta, I doubt has any chance of missing this week. Mm-hmm. And even if they're missing Khalif Raymond, I don't think it'll be, or at least hopefully it shouldn't be too significant. I worry more on the Bucks side, not having Chris Godwin so, yeah. um, and Chase Edmonds. But I, yeah, I, I st- still, I think, uh, you know, the Bucks defense is playing decently well. And if they can, you know, expose Goff in any way, then I think that's going to be the Bucks' best chance to stay in it. But totally agree with you. If they if they fall behind at all in more than two possessions, there's that's that might yeah. as well be game. And headed to our last game in the divisional playoffs, we have a late afternoon. This is what I was trying to say. It is not a Sunday night game. It is about a 3.30 game. So basically a Super Bowl timed game. <laughs> Uh, we have, so let's call it a mini Super Bowl at the very least. Uh, the Chiefs. <laughs> Definitely the Bills Super Bowl. <laughs> right? <laughs> it is the Chiefs' third seed are headed to Buffalo to face the Bills. Reminder that they are this, they ended the season the second seed. Key injuries um, on the Chiefs' side Sky Moore, who was put on IR for a knee injury, was designated to return. Um, he is in practice and was limited in practice today. But it's not clear whether he'll be activated for this weekend, but they do have the option. And then Kadarius Tony, still dealing with that hip and ankle injury, was limited in practice. He was limited in practice last week, too, but he actually didn't play last week. So I did say that might be for the best. Maybe that continues <laughs> to be for the best, but we'll see. On the Bills side, they are looking a bit concerning gabe davis did not practice today he's dealing with the knee injury still josh allen i guess has a neck injury um but he was a full participant and i'm sure we can all fully expect him to play through whatever the heck is going on however there is lots of players on their defense that are limited or did not practice so this could be super concerning if this affects their ability to cover Travis Kelsey, uh, who we know is a major security blanket for Mahomes and is healthy and can, if you know, if there's backup players that are covering him, I'm sure he can outpace them. And then this was sort of a concern last week, but ended up not being that big of an issue was their punter, Sam Martin, ended up with a hamstring injury in the middle of the game. And we thought this was going to be a bigger issue that could derail their their win, but it didn't. Um, he hasn't practiced this week. But I think they will most likely sign another another punter if uh, Sam Martin can't go. So it's just the Bills are looking really banged up. They did win less last week, but it almost seems at like what cost. And the Chiefs are looking pretty healthy and have another wide receiver ready to go potentially. So it is looking concerning for the Bills for sure. Weather is going to be cold again. 18 degrees Fahrenheit. All these games are so cold. More snow. 
14 mile per hour winds. Uh, this will be at Highmark Stadium still. We already know there's no dome. We saw the snow fireworks, snowball <laughs> fireworks in yes. the stands. So I'm sure we can expect more of those this week. Another thing that's super concerning for the Bills is that they're having this lake effect snow that is not expected to affect the actual game, but could create some problems for their ability to practice during the week. And with their game being moved to this past Monday, they now have an even shorter Less week rest. for yeah, their practice and rest. So that is, it's just there's a lot of things that are looking really concerning for the Bills. But despite all that, they are still favored to win. 56.6% chance to win a negative two and a half spread. So um, that's, I think, the closest one for all of the games this coming week. Is 21 still the magic number here? Yeah, definitely. This game, the defensive issues have been an issue that have been plaguing Buffalo all season. However, Sean McDermott has definitely found ways to get his defense to still perform at a high level. So I am not as concerned about that. And again, like the bill, like this is, I, I think the key to the game here is to not let the fact that this is the team that has denied you three years in a row <laughs> from making a deep playoff run, you know, stand in your way. I, I honestly think this is like going to be a very mental game for the Bills. I, I am picking the Bills to win this game. I do believe that they have more advantages while the Chiefs defense has been pretty elite this year. Uh, they're the ninth ranked defense overall. I, I, think, I think they were again, better at the start of the season. They started to have some issues uh, uh, closer to the end. <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah. But they, again, they've, they've, they've been playing well. They played well last week, obviously. But we are getting, as long as, you know, theories hold and things stay <laughs> consistent, we are either at the apex or near the apex of, you know, a, a premier Josh, a peak Josh Allen game. So I, I really expect them to be on his game. I really expect him to go ahead and be pushing hard. They do, they did get the win right in, what was it, week 14, week 15 against the Chiefs? Yeah. Right. And that so was, was that the, them. was that the call, the weird call? That was game? the Kadarius Tony. Yeah, that was the, that was the offsides game. Yee. So, <laughs> uh, so they've already gotten one W this year against them. While it is harder to beat a, a team twice, I still think that they can go ahead and pull it off. So I am going Bills in this game. Definitely believing in in them. Yeah, I mean, speaking of you know mental games, this is the very first time that the Chiefs are not playing at home in the playoffs. Yeah. So. So it's you know it's a mental game for them too. Not they don't have that same comfort that they're used to in the playoffs. So it'll be really interesting to see them how they perform and whether or not this has any sort of effect. Obviously, not expecting the weather to have any real effect on them. Although I don't know if it snows in Kansas City. I don't know if they've ever played in the snow out there. It was snowing at the. Was game it snowing last this last week? Yeah. I don't know, remember. It was on it was... Peacock. Remember, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it was not 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 the same. Obviously, not not at the same level as it is in Buffalo. But yeah, yeah. it's a snowy place. It's cold. Like the 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 Chiefs are a cold weather team. Like they they can. I don't think the cold will affect them right as much. I just it's really again, just the, the atmosphere. The atmosphere of not yeah. playing at home it, and a playoff it, game, and the fact that it's the very first one. And Bills Mafia is Bills Mafia. Like, yeah. They roll, they roll hard. So there's definitely going to be, it's going to be loud. It's going to go ahead and be distracting. 
And the Chiefs just, yes, the you know, they were they got into the playoffs. They have been playing well, but they are just not the Chiefs that we've been used to seeing. They had a ton of red zone opportunities against the against the Dolphins and were able to convert. And I think that may end up becoming like a big issue if they if they're not able to go ahead and get TDs in, in those, you know, in those red zone opportunities like they failed to this year. This could be this could be the undoing. This could be the reason why they get they finally get knocked out and Josh gets that monkey off his back. I mean, look, I wouldn't hate to see it. I I don't really have anything against the Chiefs. I don't really have anything against the Bills. I am going. I don't know if I already said that, but I I'm going Bills as well for this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I mean, it would it would be nice to kind of see the Chiefs eat a little bit of humble pie. I I, I think the expectation is fair. I'm hoping just for another good game. You know, my yeah. my hope for this entire playoff was to really see the AFC like just kind of blow these games up and like really show what competition looks like. And we haven't really seen that. So uh, hoping to see more of that this this weekend from all of the games. But I think at least all these matchups seem pretty good. Yeah, they should all be fun. Some more than others. You guys put up with a lot in this one, uh, but we made it. We made it to the end. Here we are. All right. <laughs> well, Omar, it has been a pleasure this past couple of weeks having you on the pod and filling in for our dear Kamesh Johnny, even if he I've was a little a rude to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in his surprise These guys, check-in. downfall of the pod, extreme. <laughs> We're nothing if not dramatic on this podcast, so. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> well, everyone, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. Tell all your friends. All right. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter. Find us on X, gonna give it to you. At Noka underscore pod. The Instagram is out there. Apparently, we might have a social media manager one day. <laughs> yeah, just let me know. Here, to, happy to help. Johnny's going to be really mad at me next next week when I still haven't posted <laughs> on our Instagram. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I have the password and he doesn't. So there you go. All the power. All the power. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm Omar. And I'm Crispy. Good luck to the remaining teams this weekend, unless you're playing my team. In which case, I... Well, you know what? I was going to say I hope they lose, but now I really want they, the they better to lose. lose. <laughs> yeah, they better lose. And I wouldn't mind the Ravens lose too, so... Yeah. Be fun. <laughs> All right, well, All right. Bye. Bye.